na humiongoza konjia zahaki Oh, King of Glory, thank you, Jehovah, King of Glory. 
even for our nation, for the tithes, for everything that is happening right now. We say thank you for our leadership. We say thank you, King of Glory. Thank you for our church, Triumph Church. Thank you for the entire leadership, beginning with Rev and his family, all the pastors, every ministry, oh Lord. We say thank you, oh Lord. King of Glory, we thank you even for your word this day. Father, you have done so much for us, oh Lord. We cannot tell it all, oh Lord. But one thing we can say is thank you, King of Lord. Father, we have traveled in buses, oh Lord. And Father, we have returned, oh Lord, without a scar, without a scratch, oh Lord. It's not by our might, oh Lord. It's not, Father, by our craftiness, King of Lord. It's by your grace and it's by your spirit, oh Lord. Abba Father, we have lived in houses that we do not, we haven't even labored for, oh Lord. It's not that we deserve so much, oh King of Glory. It's not that we do so much good in your eyes, oh Lord. But we say thank you, King of Glory. Father, we thank you, Father, for you have been leading us, oh Lord, towards the greener pastures, oh Lord. Even in the tough, Father, economical times of, oh Lord, Father, we haven't lacked bread. We haven't lacked water. For this we say, Father, to you be the glory and honor, Father. We thank you, Father, for your word, for the nourishment that we have received so far and the nourishment that we are going to receive even today, oh Lord. We thank you, Father. This word, oh Lord, we shall catch it, we shall treasure it, Father, all the days of our lives, Father. We are making room for you, O Lord, in our hearts and in our spirits. Teach us, O Lord, and talk to us, O Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, King of Glory. We love you, Abba Father. forever we thank you so much for your mercies O oh lord which are new every morning and we thank you for the grace and the age of grace that we are living in we thank you lord because you sought us who are not worthy and you transformed us and you called us to be your own and oh father of your fullness have we received grace for grace you O oh lord be exalted for everything you are doing in our lives yesterday today and forevermore let your name be exalted. Teach us by your spirit tonight, O oh Father, as we share in your word. And cause us, O oh Lord, for our lives to be transformed upon the entrance of your word. Because the entrance of your word brings light. And I pray for light into each and every dark situation. I pray for light into any place that, O oh Father, was thought hopeless. And into any life that was thought dead. We speak life today, O oh Father. Into any place that was Asleep, we speak awakening, O oh Lord. We know that your word is able to do beyond that which you can even imagine. It is a discerner of thoughts. It is able to separate 
and to judge the intentions of men. I pray that tonight, O oh Father, we shall be sharpened, be exalted even as we start and, uh, this Bible exposition and be with us and cause us to see the hidden things and to be reminded of the things we know. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can have your seats. Thank you so much. Uh, today is the third uh, exposition that we are doing of the book of Habakkuk. And uh, we have been having this journey from the book of chapter 1 to chapter 2. And so today we shall be doing Habakkuk chapter 3 to see how uh, the prophet comes to, to the final end of this uh, prophecy. Habakkuk, remember, is, as we mentioned, one of the minor prophets. And minor not in the sense that his prophecy is minor, but in the sense that their message was shorter compared to the other prophets. So we are going to open our Bibles and uh, even as we do that, for the sake of those who are not here, I'd just like for us to be reminded of uh, what we went through in chapter 1, chapter 2, the book of Habakkuk. Remember that Habakkuk is a prophet who started lamenting and cautioning God about the violence that was happening in the times. And this is a prophet who was prophesying in the last decades of the southern kingdom, that is the kingdom of Judah. And he was prophesying at the awakening of the kingdom of Babylon that was coming to cause destruction upon Judah. Judah but actually it was a punishment. And so this is a prophet who is asking the Lord, why am I crying out to you, violence? Look at what is happening around us. Are you not doing anything? You, O oh Holy One, who cannot behold evil. And he is wondering, O oh Lord, why are you not doing anything? And we see the Lord telling him, I am, I am working a work that if it were told you, you would not believe. And... And, and he tells Habakkuk, the Lord God Almighty tells Habakkuk how he is bringing up the Chaldeans or the Babylonians who are going to come. And these people are ruthless. And again, Habakkuk questions God and asks God, are your eyes not purer than to behold evil? The prophet is asking the Lord, we know that we are bad, but why are you choosing people who are worse than us to come and bring judgment on us? That is, that is chapter 1. We see a prophet who is wrestling and wondering with, with God, trying to question God, actually questioning God. And at the beginning of chapter 2, Habakkuk now tells the Lord, I will stand, I will wait, surely you will answer me, you shall answer me, and I shall be corrected because Habakkuk has this attitude of knowing if he is questioning the Lord, he doesn't know the will of God, but he will be corrected and he is ready for that correction. And we see Habakkuk going to the watchtower, setting himself apart. And now, in, 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 in chapter 2, basically we see this guy moving from wrestling now to a place where he is witnessing of the Lord, where he is, he is watching and waiting of the Lord. And what we were, were able to see in chapter 2 is the Lord told Habakkuk, take out a tablet, write down the vision that I, am, uh, that, that, that I have given to you. That he who reads it may run. He may run who reads it. This vision is going to cause anybody who is going to read it to run. We were also able to go to the book of Hebrews last week during our, our, our study because we, we got to see in the New Testament the places where this same uh, verse that is quoted in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse uh, 4 
the second part, but the just shall live by his faith. This is a verse that has been quoted three times in the New Testament, in the book of Romans chapter 1, verse 17, in the book of Galatians, and in the book of Hebrews. Galatians chapter 3. And we were able to see last week in the book of Hebrews how Paul quoted it, and that is where we, we actually learned that this because if you read in, in Habakkuk 2, but the just shall live by his faith. And even if you look at Habakkuk 2, 3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. But it will surely come, it will not tarry. The context there you're seeing is it, it, it. But if you go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 37, now we get the revelation that actually we are waiting for he, he. It is now not an it. It is a he, not just an it. Hmm? The he Hebrews 10.37. We're just doing a recap. Hebrews 10.37, because Hebrews, we are now talking, actually, the writer of Hebrews in chapter 10 goes a long way to explain how the just shall live by faith. 36, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. 37, for yet a little while and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Hmm? Quoting the same so, it, in, in, when Habakkuk was writing it, it shall not tarry, but he who is coming will not tarry. We are able to see how the revelation was now expounded. We, we are waiting upon he who will come. He will not tarry. He will surely come. Amen? And now, we are moving from chapter 1, where we are seeing someone wrestling with God, into chapter 2, where now God tells him why the judgment will take place. And we went through the five woes. Why will judgment take place upon people who have put their trust in the property that they have squandered? Why will judgment take place upon kingdoms that have been built out of bloodshed and violence? Why will judgment take place upon people who have looked upon idols. That was, you remember the five woes that we went through? So, wrestling with God. Oh Lord, why are you silent? I am doing something. I am causing judgment. It is coming by the Babylonians, chapter 1. Chapter 2, this is why that judgment is going to take place. Now as we move to chapter 3, this is how the judgment is going to take place. Amen. Today I am very excited and in my heart I am full of joy. I have a testimony. So those who have been seeing my status, a sister of mine was working at Upper Hill. Uh, she is doing pupillage at some law firm. And as they were going on lunch break, they come across a man and his son seated outside Upper Hill Secondary School. As these families are walking in, excited, you remember Form 1, with a new box, a new mattress, 
unanuka kiwi umepigwa shevu moja hapo but this son and this father are seated next to the wall they have been standing there they have tried going to the principal's office to the deputy principal's office they have been told without school fees you cannot be admitted and so they have come out here and they have taken big manila papers like the ones we used to write for VBS here uh, support brayo and they have given there their details jenga baba brayo asomeshe brayo and so my sister posts this on social media and she calls out for 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 support she says let us support these people this is the case we have verified we have spoken with the principal the admission number is legit the admission letter is legit uh, let us let us support this young man to study and my sister posts a photo of the the school fees the 22240 and then they need an additional 13000 for an, some other charges just some some figures there and so we go online actually i saw it yesterday i didn't do anything i looked through it i thought about it i didn't do anything and then today my sister says they were not able to actually go back to flyover naivasha they had to look for accommodation in nairobi because they didn't have money to go back to flyover and back so they went to seek for accommodation at kenyatta national hospital then that caught me and then i said i we can do something uh, we might not raise the full amount but we can ask around we can share it on social media this guy has tried bursaries he has tried talking to the area mp he has tried doing everything all he needs is school fees for his child this child scored 343 marks in the class 8 exams that just ended and at around i, I don't know at around 10 9 am we started sharing it and right now we have raised the full amount today today we have raised the full amount that child is going to be admitted i cannot wait to post the photo now of him in a uniform with the shopping with with everything and glory be to god you know because many people have been sending money and saying wish him well we are sending our support in like 6 hours we raised the full amount we actually called the dad the, the, the his phone is going off because of the many phone calls that he is receiving but he has been summoned back to to fly over to go sign some things at some bursary forms and and my heart was bubbling eh? a friend of mine was telling me nikoe natafuta kiasi unajua have you ever checked oil kwa gari the dipstick has two levels it has a low and a high so normally mimi nakienda high naenda sana ama nikienda low naenda sana there is a friend of mine was telling me find the midpoint so that you don't be losing it so today i was very cool i didn't lose it it's only in my heart that was bubbling because when i was seeing this young man and his story i was seeing my own story and i've shared with some of you how a stranger paid my school fees how i had a very heavy desire of going to school but didn't have the money and how i prayed to god and the lord sent a strange woman from the us who came to kenya and was at the place where i am working this lady was taking us through a three month training and i never got to meet with her like on a personal one on one to to share with her that i am i'm having a challenge of school fees because the time when she was training other people that i work with 
I was actually holding the station ground so that other people can attend the training. So I used to skip so many trainings. And she always used to ask, there's a young man here who is very crafty about running away from my trainings. Can you get that young man to come uh, for this training? And everybody would tell them, that young man has offered to hold up the station so that we might come to attend the training. And on the last day that this lady was actually about to fly out from Kenya, she held a dinner party because she wanted to meet with this young man who has been holding the fort for people so that they can attend the training. And the people who had been told to invite me for this dinner, this dinner was meant to be for three people, my boss, the lady, and, and myself. The person who was told to invite me forgot. They forgot to invite me for the dinner. So the lady did the dinner and her plane was leaving the following day. So the following day, people have come to set down her office. She's going back to the U.S. Then she meets me at the corridor. And she tells me, I've been trying to reach you. You are so scheming. Even yesterday, I invited you for dinner. You didn't show up. I was told they forgot to invite you. How much do you need to finish your master's? Just straight to the point. I had never shared with this lady. And, and she told me, yeah, you, you be telling me the amount. We shall clear your master's. And today I witnessed the Lord doing that to someone else. Someone going through a challenge by people who don't know him, you know. So in my heart, I am overwhelmed. I might look composed on the outside. But Hapandani, there is a volcano that has just erupted. Glory be to God. Chapter 3 is divided into one prayer. But we are going to look at it in two parts. Chapter 3 verse 1 to 15 is a description of the Lord. And then chapter 3, verses 16 all the way to 19 is now a hymn of, of, of faith. It is now how Habakkuk responds to the description of the Lord that he has seen in the vision and how he finishes it with a hymn of faith. Let me, let me take you to the last uh, statement. This is to the chief musician with my stringed instruments. That is Habakkuk telling people that because it was very common for priests to write songs. And Habakkuk had written this song because he was in the priestly ministry before he got into the prophetic ministry. And remember, I had told you how priests used to serve in a very orderly manner. It was this and then this and then that. Actually, all instructions for the priests had been set out. But the prophets, it was random. As the Spirit of the Lord moved them, they moved if they were told to do something crazy, they would do it to pass across a point. So, chapter 3 is now going to tell us how the judgment is going to take place. And let's read chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. We shall do it sequentially today. Oh Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. Oh Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. <clears throat> when Habakkuk had, had heard and seen what the Lord was doing, you see Habakkuk was there agitating and, and telling the Lord, Fanya jambo, fanya kitu. When he, when, when he had been shown the five woes, first he told God, remember mercy. Because whatever was coming to happen to the Babylonians and to the people of Judah, 
many times we ask the Lord for revival and we forget that revival also involves judgment. Now when he had asked for, for the judgment and he had told the Lord, revive your works, revive thy works in the midst of these years, he knew that that revival was going to come with judgment. And he told the Lord, in your wrath, remember mercy. Mercy is what withholds us from getting what we deserve. Grace is what gives us what we don't deserve. You remember that? When, when, when Habakkuk had the speech of the Lord, when Habakkuk had the vision, do you remember the other prophet who also saw the vision and when he had everything, he just you remember prophet Daniel in, in the book of Daniel chapter 7 Daniel, I'll just um, we'll just flip there kidogo when Daniel saw what the Lord was was planning and what the Lord was doing, the vision and remember um, Daniel 7 28 Daniel 7 28 This is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly troubled me, and my countenance changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. That was one response that Daniel had when, when, when Daniel had been shown the things that were coming to happen. His countenance, it changed. And even if you just go to the next chapter, chapter 8 of Daniel, verse 27, and I... Daniel fainted and was sick for days. Afterward, I arose and went about the king's business. I was astonished by the vision, but no one understood it. We are getting the same response by, by Habakkuk. When Habakkuk has seen what the Lord is planning to do, when he hears the woes of the nations, that those houses and those kingdoms, imagine you're building an, a house out of wealth that has been plundered and the stones start crying out from the wall and the timber of the ceiling board start crying out. Those are the things we saw in chapter 2. When, when, he, when he saw all this, oh Lord, when I, I have heard your speech, revive your work in the midst of the years, in the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. Oh, that the Lord may remember to be merciful unto those people whom we have wished for him to judge. Because the Lord, God Almighty, is he's a God of justice. He's still a God of mercy. Remember how we, we talked about David saying, I'd rather be delivered into your hands, O Lord, because you will be merciful to me. And verse 3, God came from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. Cellar. Chapter 3 has three cellars. This is the first cellar we have come across. Cellar is normally where have you seen this word cellar? Psalms. Yes. Cellar means take a break, pause. It, it also can mean reflect. Cellar can also mean um, 
lift now lift up lift up a praise lift up a high praise so it depends if you can use seller to pause and reflect you can use seller to stop and you can use seller to raise up a voice so in this context remember now the prophet is in a prayer and he has seen what the lord is doing and he has heard what the lord's speech is like he has told the lord to remember mercy he has seen god coming from teman the holy one from mount paran he takes a pause um you know the the prophecy that uh habakkuk is seeing here is two pronged it is two ways habakkuk is seeing things from the past and again he is seeing things that are going to come in the future the judgment is not only happening to babylonians and to the kingdom of judah habakkuk is also seeing judgment that is going to come when the lord is going to come at his second coming we are going to have the vision in this chapter not only as we are sesasisis to the year 2022 not just in the history but also a futuristic because habakkuk goes on to say his glory after the pause his glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise his brightness was like the light he had rays flashing from his hand and there his power was hidden before him went pestilence and fever followed at his feet he stood and measured the earth he looked and startled the nations and the everlasting mountains were scattered the perpetual hills bowed his ways are everlasting this is an accurate representation of what we know even as jesus taught of the of the last days you know before he comes because the first time he came he brought the day of grace and still this is the day of grace and then he shall now bring his judgment his vengeance you know and uh, if you want to see the accurate representations of of like how this is an accurate representation of how um, habakkuk was seeing it in the past and how he was seeing it in the future i want you to take down these verses so that we can have a deeper exposition just on that part uh the first verse you'll take is deuteronomy chapter 33 verse 1 to 2 and then also let's take uh jeremiah 49 verse 7 those two verses if you can put away of bracketing them down now then these other two verses jude 14:15 remember jude has no chapter it's just jude verse 14 and 15 revelation 19:11 to 15 so jude 14:15 revelation 19:11 to 15 so let's let's look at those verses um so think about this this is now coming after the pause Remember uh, Jeremiah says God came from Teman the holy one from Mount Paran pause then his glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise 
uh, Deuteronomy 33:1 to 2 Remember this time was when Moses was blessing the children of Israel before his death in Deuteronomy 33 Now this is the blessing with which Moses the man of God blessed the sons of Israel before his death and he said the Lord came from Sinai and dawned on them from Seir he shone forth from Mount Paran and he came from the midst of 10,000 holy ones at his right hand there was flashing lightning for them does that sound like now you just state Deuteronomy uh, listen to Habakkuk 3:4 his brightness was like the light he had rays flashing from his hand sindio ah uh, now let's go to jeremiah 49:7 jeremiah 49:7 because we are seeing we are seeing now how this prophet prophecy was in the past how he was seeing things that had happened against edom thus says the lord of hosts is wisdom no more in teman has counsel perished from the prudent has their wisdom vanished we see a mention there of edom um this is against edom judgment on edom is wisdom no more in teman uh half of the story is habakkuk referring to those past events how moses had seen the lord coming down from uh d- down um from sinai the lord came down from sinai dawned on them from seir shone from mount par from mount paran and how again in jeremiah it was seen that uh five miles from petra uh, mount seir how the, in the land of edom it is being questioned if there is any more wisdom in teman that is in the past now in the future let's read jude 14:15 jude 14:15 now enoch the seventh from adam prophesied about this man also saying Behold the Lord comes with 10000 of his saints to execute judgment on all to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way and of all the harsh things which the un- which ungodly sinners have spoken against him Now just flip into Revelation uh let's go into Revelation 19 11 to 15 Now this is the prophecy of John Now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him remember capital H was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war His eyes were like a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns he had a name written that no one knew except himself He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of god and the armies in heaven clothed in fine linen white and clean 
followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress. Remember that word, the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is now in Revelation. John comes much later in the New Testament, seeing the same thing that uh, the prophet Habakkuk had seen. Remember now we are talking uh, of the judgment. Why the judgment in chapter 2? How the judgment will take place. Um, because when the Lord is going to come, if you look at scholars who have really devoted their time in unraveling the times of the end, end times, eschatology, uh, the Lord will come at Edom, um, the Lord will come to the, the, the garden, the same place in Acts where he rose up, he'll definitely come down there. But we are not going to labor so much into that. Uh, this is an explanation of how this prophecy of the judgment not only went to the past, but also in the future. And amidst all this, um, Habakkuk is telling the Lord, remember mercy. Remember mercy because Naona, the kind of revival that is coming uh, is, is, is going to be so huge because in the days of Israel's youth, when Israel as a nation was a small nation, the Lord used to cause enemies to come when our chapa particularly in the time of judges, the people, the people of Israel would forget and their hearts would not be after the Lord. So the Lord would cause a nation to come and subdue them. And then this nation would harass these people until their hearts would turn back to God. That was a revival. They cry out to the Lord and the Lord says, I have heard you. Then he takes away those people who have come to torment them. And then again they forget they go and they do evil against the Lord. Their hearts turn against the Lord. The Lord causes another judge to rise against them after a nation has come to really bring them back to line. So at, as is happening in this time, which nation is coming to bring the people of Judah back into line? The Babylonians. And remember, every time the, the children of Israel with the Lord, they used to tell the Lord, oh, we, we're crying out to you, hear us. And the Lord used to hear them and he would come. And also, at the front of your mind, at this point in history, I want you to know that we are dealing with two kinds of nations. Allow me to present to you that one nation is the chosen, Israel. And then, everybody else who is not Israel has a common term. What is the name of everybody else at this point who was not of Israel? The Gentiles. Sawa. Mataifa. Kasa kuna taifa na kuna mataifa. Good. See, we are moving on well. Remember, uh, we said in verse 1 to 15, we are just explaining um, the, the Lord. And um, the, the, the Lord's glory is coming and Habakkuk is seeing it. And verse 7, I saw the tents of Koshan in affliction. The curtains of the land of Midian trembled. Oh Lord, you were displeased with the rivers. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh Lord, were you displeased with the rivers? Was your anger against the rivers? Was your wrath against the sea that you rode on your horses, your chariots of salvation? 
your bow was made quite ready. Oaths were sworn over your arrows, Selah. Then again he pauses. The Lord has come from Teman. He is here. He is having his, his, his he is displeased. It's like he's stirring up the rivers. His anger is against the river. His wrath is against the sea. And his bow is made quite ready. The kind of vision that Habakkuk is seeing at this place is as if the Lord is trying to look for someone. He is displeased with the rivers. His anger is against the sea. He's riding on his horses, his, horse, his chariots of salvation, his bow, you know, look, look at a warrior having his bow and looking for the arrows, coming out for vengeance, coming out for justice. It's not that the Lord is out to just punish the children of Judah and out to punish the nation of Babylon. Uh-uh. It, it's a greater picture. The Lord is, again, it is foretelling of when the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of hosts, Jesus Christ, is going to come at his second return. Not in grace, now in vengeance. Not riding on a donkey, now riding on a horse. Because he who goes out in a donkey comes in peace. He who comes in a horse, when you hear the, the horse, the, the, the hooves of a horse pounding. Here is now the Lord shaking the nations, causing everything to tremble, you know? Here is now the Lord making everything on the earth to shake. And the verses that I want us to take here in cross-reference are the verses that are now like Matthew. Let's take down Matthew 24, 29. Matthew 24, 29, and again, let's take down Zechariah 14, 6 to 7. Zechariah 14, 6 to 7. And then let's take down Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 to 2. Yes. Let us read those verses so that you understand how this comes to be. So, Matthew 24, 29. Remember, this is Jesus talking about the days of distress. Matthew 24:29. The coming of the Son of Man. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven will be shaken. We can just read verse 30. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Aya. Kidole kuko Matthew 24, sindio? Now flip back to Habakkuk. I don't I hope you didn't close Habakkuk. Now Habakkuk verse chapter 3 verse 9. Let's read 9 up to 11. Your bow was made quite ready. Oaths were sworn over your arrows. You divided the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and trembled. The overflowing of the waters of the water passed by. The deep uttered its voice and lifted its hands on high. The sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of your arrows they went, 
at the shining of your glittering spear. Aya. Now we shall read Zechariah 14:6 to 7. Now again back in the Old Testament. Zechariah 14:6 to 7. Same thing that we are alluding to in chapter 3 verse 9 to 11. It shall come to pass in that day that there will be no light. The lights will diminish. It shall be one day which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but at the at evening time it shall happen that it will be light. Same thing. In that day tutakuwa na tayo jua we we seeing the elements, you know. The stars will fall from the sky. The moon will not give its light the sun will be darkened that is the second time so uh, the first time habakkuk paused the first seller we were able to see the lord coming from teman the second seller it is now time for the nations to tremble oh tremble all nations tremble all nations this is habakkuk looking at the destruction after the five woes This is how the judgment will take place. The Lord will come down. In his hand will be flash of lightning and he shall have a thousand chariots and a thousand people he'll be he'll be in the midst of those and he just says ah, it is it's going to be glorious. Even how uh, John the Revelator saw it he saw it was going to be glorious. Then the second time he poses he says wow able look the sun will be darkened it will not give its light it's like the rivers will be stirred and we see here the, the other pro- because the word of god ladies and gentlemen has to be consistent peter tells us that no prophecy is of private interpretation sindio it has to be interpreted here and here so hamwezi kuja no part of scripture can be privately interpreted you cannot read this uh chapter in isolation of itself you need to understand oh this is what habakkuk was seeing he was seeing things of the past or seeing things of the future mm, okay now we go back to habakkuk 3 i know there is a verse we haven't read isaiah 60 shall come to isaiah 60 where were we in our reading of chapter 3 verse 12 Yes, let's read verse 12 as we move on. You marched through the land in indignation, you trampled the nations in anger. You went forth for the salvation of your people. Why is the Lord in anger? It is for the salvation of his people. Are you seeing that? The people who have sinned against the Lord, he is going forth in anger, judging other people for their salvation. You marched Uh, you went forth for the salvation of your people 13 verse B 13B for salvation with your anointed you struck the head from the house of the wicked who is the head of the house of the wicked mhm by laying bare from foundation to neck so the lord is here and is searching for one person that's why i told you last week don't replace this woes with the names of the enemies that you have in your head we as christians have one enemy be watchful because your enemy 
Eh, tumalize hiyo verse. Be watchful because your enemy the devil is Tumesema hii verse sana hapa. Eh, looking for whom to devour. Not not your enemy the neighbor. Not your enemy the boss. Your enemy the devil. After that, he takes an, he, he takes again another seller. Um God is just trampling over nations. God is just causing people to to lay down because he is coming going to strike the head of the house of the wicked. And you remember the prophecy that was given to the woman in Genesis that your seed shall crush the head of of the serpent. Up of us 13 for salvation with your anointed Your, your Bible has your and anointed in cap in capitals, isn't it? Yes, with your anointed. That is the Lord. We're talking about the Lord. So, he is coming in, he is storming in and the the prophecy is just proceeding. There is a very chronological accuracy with what Habakkuk is having here. Again, I'd need you to take down some verses and this one I'll I'll need you to Samuel read on your own, Joel chapter 3. Go and read the whole of Joel chapter 3. Uh, read the whole of Revelation chapter 14. Mm-hmm. Because this what what the Lord is now doing, he is trampling over nations. Have you ever seen wakiunda uh, mkate? They usually put on gumboots and then they take the dough, they put it in some like a jacuzzi, like a bathtub, but a big one when I up all the ingredients and then the people come in and they start trampling over it um, in the olden days people would go and gather grapes and then they would come and have a place that imetengenezwa pahali pasafi sana and then they take all those they would go and gather grapes in baskets they just come and pour the grapes there and then now men would walk in there would walk in there and then they start trampling over the grapes because there were many there were mighty many grapes and then this wine press had a place where it ni kama ilikuwa na mfereji like ni kama tu a swimming pool where a swimming pool would then leak so that is where they would go and, and collect the juice of these grapes that have been trampled on okay now the lord is talking about the wine press and verse 12 you marched through the land you trampled the nations in anger so those verses that i've given you uh, Joel 3 Revelation 14 read those verses and see how the lord is going to the wine press and who is the lord going to trample on the wine press he's going to trample over his enemies those who are going to cause problems against his his anointed against his people and the wine press has very it's it's a very graphic explanation you know that that is actually showing you how the lord's second return is that of vengeance your time hakuna mchezo you better be on the right side and if you read revelation actually he he tramples upon the wine press because remember the lord is coming and what is he riding on he's riding on a horse you remember a white horse i saw him who come is coming on a white horse and he gets to the wine press he has collected there the people from these nations 
who are not listening to him and he tramples upon them until blood gets to the bridles of the horses can you are you seeing a picture of a horse that is half soaked in blood of the nations that have been trampled trampled there you know here how can the, the apostles actually in his revelation saying he saw the blood from Jerusalem to Bezor damu imemwagika hivi you know it's 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 a sorry sight for those people and um, the word of god that came to habakkuk was just revealing to him the storm that would come to scatter those who were against him you know and uh, after that he he takes a break he takes a cellar just after at, after verse 13 and paul hey I, i like the apostle paul and i always desire that everybody who has a calling may take it as paul did you know paul paul was paul had given himself to this thing paul alikuwa amefuata hii kitu tunaambiwanga alikuwa amekunywa alikuwa amekunywa hii kitu even even akina peter when akina peter were talking about paul they were telling these other people you know us we are putting to you things plainly we are not it's not like paul hmm? so, yeah i found that in second peter this is just a small detour second peter chapter 3 verse 14 therefore second peter 3:14 where peter is telling people to be steadfast therefore beloved looking forward to these things be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless and consider that the long suffering of our lord is salvation long suffering why the lord is long suffering is salvation as also our beloved brother paul according to the wisdom given to him has written to you as also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do also the rest of the scriptures hata peter alisema hizi vitu zenye paul anafunza ni ngumu lakini they are hard to understand paul paul had seen how the coming of the lawless one the lawless one is satan let's just read second thessalonians chapter 2 in relation with habakkuk second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 9 to 10 we will read we will read second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 9 to 10 and then we will read verse 8 how the judgment will take place second thessalonians 2 9 to 10 this is what the bible says The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteousness, deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Let's go to verse 8. I've read verse 9 and 10 now verse 8. And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the lord will consume with his breath with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming 
Paul ametuambia the outcome of the antichrist hapo hivyo. That is the same huku hivi penye tunaambiwa um, the Lord is going to strike the head from the house of the wicked by laying bare from foundation to the neck. Paul ametuapola ametukonfirmia the same thing in 2 Thessalonians 9 to 10. You are seeing how Habakkuk had had seen this. Because Paul Paul came and he was given these revelations and Paul was going back and forth because he was a scholar and he had understood the Old Testament well. He could go back and forth and he could see ah marriage is a mystery from this is a mystery from this. Kumbe when the people were passing under the cloud it was baptism, you know. So the head of the house of the evil is 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 going to be overthrown by the breath of the not even by the words ile hewa ile pumzi tu by the breath of the mouth of god it's going to destroy it's going to destroy him now after that seller we move almost into the last part of this so verse 14 you thrust through with his own arrows the head of his villages they came out like a whirlwind to scatter me their rejoicing was like feasting on the poor in secret you walked through the sea with your horses through the heap of great waters that is where habakkuk ends his revelation of god now we go to verse 16 when i heard my body trembled my lips quivered at the voice rottenness entered my bones and i trembled in myself that i might rest in the day of trouble when he comes up to the people he will invade them with his troops now after after habakkuk amona hizo vitu zote he he goes through the same thing that we saw daniel going through yani mpaka rottenness zinamuingia when he saw how the nations were trembling habakkuk himself also trembled when he saw how the lawless people are going to be put in the wine press and go read about the wine press in those verses of joel uh, hey now isaiah let's see how isaiah had seen this in isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 because habakkuk was also going back to the prophecy of isaiah isaiah 60 isaiah 60 verse 1 is talking about the coming of the lord arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the lord is risen upon you now verse 2 and 3 hapa ndo maneno iko for behold the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people but the lord will rise over you and his glory will be seen upon you the gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising that is the gentiles kumbuka hapo penye tuko the gentiles shall come to your light because hapa hivi the lord is is, is arising and sio sio ati ni kitu ya mchezo hapa kuna ni judgment inaendelea we now move to the last part of 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 um habakkuk now after habakkuk has seen all these things and he has witnessed what the lord is going to do and he has seen how the lord is descending from the mountain in him is carrying judgment light is flashing from his hands chariots are coming is going into the wine press the, the, this is the time when people who are not of the lord are going to face a great tribulation the lord is trampling over them he is seeking after the house 
after the head of the house of the wicked and of course you know about how that great army will be that everybody shall be gathered on one side against those who are of the Lord and it shall be a great war but we know that war definitely those who are on the Lord's side we are going to win after he sees all this Habakkuk just breaks into a hymn of faith you know Habakkuk comes to verse 17 which to me is the highlight of this of this book and he says though the fig tree may not blossom nor fruit be on the vines though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls yet i will rejoice in the lord i will joy in the god of my salvation amen i am looking at this destruction that is coming my knees are trembling i am i am seeing how the tents of the midianites how the tents of the i am looking at how the wine press is going to happen i am looking at the woes of the nation you know i am looking at the economy hey though the fig tree may not blossom though that investment may not go through though the times that we're living in may be tough though the economy may not be stable though every deal that we try to strike may come out vibaya yet i will rejoice in the lord i will joy in the god of my salvation because the just shall live by his faith i will joy this guy is in the midst of trouble he is being corrected the lord has just corrected him the lord has actually taught him that you cannot question me you cannot say that i am not doing anything yes i'm quoting i'm i'm causing judgment to happen amidst all that he says i will i will rejoice in the lord i will joy in the lord of my salvation that is a beautiful expression of faith that we see habakkuk bringing there many of us right now i'm telling us even in these times that we are living you know our hearts are overly burdened by what we are seeing your fig trees are not budding your grapes are not giving forth have this attitude have this statement of faith i tell you you know this view is giving habakkuk great confidence and a heart of gratitude gratuity gratitude towards the lord anasema the bottom line yet i will rejoice in the lord the bible tells us in everything give thanks not for everything you cannot yeah in everything you cannot give thanks for everything some things happen in your life you cannot give thanks times will be tougher yes but jesus says john 16:33 be of good be of good cheer i have overcome the world you know the world is it, it, it is going to become even worse than it is the people whom you are expecting for them to fix your problems are going to say kwani ni mimi niko huko nimeanzisha hizi shida even in that time yet will i rejoice in the lord mm-hmm. god has an amazing plan ladies and gentlemen i'm telling you that god has an amazing plan and i was looking at this prophet habakkuk 
and I remembered how Pastor Rev was teaching us about the prophet Jonah. Though I missed some part of Jonah, um, of how Rev taught it, you know. But we can draw, like mimi nilipotu nimechora hivi table, nimeandika huku Habakkuk na huku nimeandika Jonah. Na angalia na compare niki contrast. You remember compare and contrast. And the first comparison we did was, when it came to Jonah, this is the word of the Lord that came. Lakini when we started with Habakkuk, he is the one who sought. Jonah Ali Ali. The message of the Lord came to Jonah, but now Habakkuk observed what was happening and he questioned the Lord. And I was looking at the differences that are in Jonah and Habakkuk. And I dare tell you, you need to have the Habakkuk spirit, you know. Because when, when the word of the Lord came towards Jonah, he ran away from God. When the burden of the Lord came upon Habakkuk, he ran towards God. And Jonah had to learn his lesson in the belly of the fish. But Habakkuk went to the high tower. In these times of storms, if you, are the, if you are the one found to always be complaining and complaining, you can choose to either be in the belly of the fish or to isolate yourself and go to the tower. You know, verse two, uh, chapter 2, and I will set myself on the rampart. I will, self, I, I will set guard. I will watch. You see how the story of Habakkuk ends in faith. He, he, he ends and he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. He, he actually finishes with a hymn of faith. Jonah finished with foolishness. Him he finished by pitying. He was actually more concerned about that warm tree. Munakumukaile, the warm tree that, the, the tree, there was a tree that had caused him to have shed and then a worm came and ate it. He felt more pity towards that than to the people that he was called. Both these guys were called to the Gentiles. Remember the Gentiles in this context, we have put it as as the nations that they were ministering towards. And you remember Jonah was ministering to, to the Assyrians? Yes, I think. Yes, Jonah was ministering to the Assyrians, I know. And um, Habakkuk was to the Babylonians, you know. And Jonah was showing how the Lord is going to have this salvation the Lord is causing salvation to come towards the Gentiles. And Habakkuk has demonstrated how the sovereignty of the Lord is even over the Gentiles. This, this is just a very good stark difference between those two prophets. Both are minor prophets, you know. One has faith in God, runs towards the Lord, worships the Lord. The other one is just foolish. He runs away. He says, I, me watch an end and he learned my lesson in the fish. And so, the Lord God is my strength. This is verse 19. He will make my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on my high hills. To the chief musician with my stringed instrument. That is the last uh, verse that we see in the book of the prophecy of Habakkuk. And I pray that as um, Jonah in his prayer described God's awesome characteristics how he saw the rising uh, torrents of the Babylon and how the Lord was on top of it. How Jonah was there questioning the Lord. Why are you not seeing the violence? And the Lord gave him an answer and told him, ah, no, 
I'm doing something. In fact, write it down. The vision may tarry, but it will be. And we see that that it actually turns out to be a he. We see how, I pray that how Jonah, I mean Habakkuk lamented over the Lord. And the Lord heard him and answered him and corrected him. It might be so even in our lives, you know, that anytime when we seek the Lord, we may be found of him. Let's pray. Father Lord, we thank you so much um, for the revelation of your word. We thank you so much for teaching us by your spirit. Thank you for making us to understand that the just shall live by his faith. And thank you for making us remember that in wrath you remember mercy, O Lord. And we pray that as you did your own way to revive your works in the midst of the days of John, of Habakkuk, it may be so also in the midst of our days, O Lord, that you shall revive your works because we desire you, O Lord, and we desire to see your works revived in our midst. That, O Father, those who call upon you, crying out violence and wondering, where are you, O Lord? That they may see themselves as Habakkuk to set themselves on a high tower to seek you and that, O Father, you shall meet them and they shall have an attitude like Habakkuk to stand corrected when they are corrected. I pray, O Father, that even at these times, the perilous times we are living in, when we are seeing things not working, O Lord, that we may be able to say yet again, we will rejoice in the Lord our salvation. That, O Father, you shall fill the earth with the goodness of your word and the knowledge of yourself. And that you shall cause us not to rely on the plunder of the nations, not to build kingdoms by wealth that has been acquired by violence, not to turn to idolatry, but, O oh Lord, we shall trust in you and you shall make us to shine like those who trust in you shine. Bless us this evening, even in our giving, even as we shall be dismissed from this uh, service, I pray that, O oh Lord, you be with us until when we come again in fellowship. Glory and honor be to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now we have an opportunity to give unto the Lord. And after that we shall stand for the word of grace. And we shall be dismissed.